0: Let me jump into the word. But, but you have to have confidence in God. And this world is not where God wants you to place all your confidence in. All right? He doesn't want you to do that. There are believers who are deceived in placing everything in, of, of value in this world system. Amen. You know, even, the, even the, the forests or the earth itself is, is a fallen world. All of it is fallen. And you can go to the most beautiful places in the world, but that's just all like uh, a shadow of what God intended and what God had in the beginning. God intended for this earth to be a total paradise. All of it, the circumference of it, everything. And when you go to some place like Hawaii or Switzerland or perhaps places in Austria, you'll go, wow, wow. I've never seen anything so beautiful. And God says, oh, that's just a shadow. And so there's hope beyond what you see. Do not be deceived by what you see. Do not fight over these local lots like many want you to do. And and they they frankly tell us lies. And now I used to believe them. I was brought up, indoctrinated in public school to believe things that were not even right, that were even against me. I was taught to believe. even sang songs about it. Hope beyond the temporal. So when we talk about temporal, temporal uh, those, that means uh, things pertaining to this present life. So don't you get all wrapped up and caught up in this present life. The Bible is speaking to us and saying don't do it. Or this world. In this world, this present life, they're the same. So don't get all wrapped up talking about what your duty is to this. Your first duty is to God. And so when we talk about the temporal, we talk about things that only endure for a time. They, they endure for a time. But you and I have a promise of something that transcends time. So God wants our focus there. And so uh, those things that endure for just a time are temporary. Uh, they are transitory. They are passing by and uh, they are opposed to eternity. So we we don't want to grasp or latch hold of something that is opposed to eternity. In John chapter 2, now you ask me why I am as I am and why I continue to bring these kinds of messages. It's not because I have a bone to pick with you or anybody else. It's not at all for that. You know, the, the, the Holy Spirit in me continues to move and, inside me. And it's just, it were, as it were, he's churning inside me. And I think John chapter 2, verse 17, uh, is applicable for me in my life. When Jesus uh, re, uh, had uh, driven the money changers uh, out of the temple and those who bought and sold out of the temple, he made a whip and, and drove them out. And that's an amazing thing for, for the one who's meek and lowly, the Lamb of God, who takes a, a whip and drives people out. And the disciples remembered that, and they remember the scripture that says, zeal for your house has eaten me up. So I, I have a zeal for God that is consuming me. So don't ever speak against somebody who has a zeal for God that's greater than your zeal, if, maybe. And so somebody said one time, a fanatic is somebody who loves a particular thing more than you do. So you, you have these fans, these football fans. They just can't wait to pastor get through done because 3 o'clock is coming. You know, that's how that is. So don't be upset with me because I so love God. You know, m- many believers think that they are not worldly. Because they don't frequent bars and, and nightclubs. Uh, they don't use profanity. They're not promiscuous. But to be worldly is to be overly concerned about the life that is now. The world, the system that is now. Is your attitude, as the stanza in the song says, I want you more than anything is that your life do you want jesus more than anything are you willing to allow jesus to take you beyond where you are have you camped out at where you are do you think this is enough jesus stretched his arms wide and died that's enough and so, what, what about death? We must die to ourselves. Yes, yes. There's hope beyond what you see. Amen. And many of us, as believers, as even in the visible church, perhaps, many of us have thought that we have something that competes with our devotion for God. And we have even t- taken the things that the world offers us and made them spiritual. What a shame. I, my, my mantra is, I want you more than anything. Now, if you say, I want you more than anything, then that means that, that God is going to test you. He will test you, and we'll see in the future if you want him more than anything. Can you, can you put up with whatever it takes? That's what God is asking us, and that's what's going on right now in our lives. We are all being tested. Have you failed, and, but you thought you succeeded? Just because you are alive doesn't mean you succeeded. There is hope beyond where you are. And I want you to lay it all on the line. I've I've often given you an uh, an example of a football player named Kellen Winslow and how Dan Fouts, who was a quarterback, I think, for the San Diego Chargers at that time. And uh, Dan Fouts, he thought the only player he could throw to almost was Kellen Winslow. And Kellen Winslow was catching the ball and catching the ball, catching the ball, catching the ball, catching the ball. It was, a, it was like you were watching something supernatural almost, it seemed. And at the end of the, of the day, he could not walk off the field. I said, I don't want to be able to walk off the field. I don't want to have energy beyond what God has ordained. I don't want that. Why? Because I'm looking at something that the natural eye cannot see. Let me share with you from Philippians chapter 3, verse 17, we will begin. Paul says, brethren, join in following my example. Now listen We what he says. Join in following my example. He's saying to, to people, to his audience, that he was an example of someone who was seeing beyond the natural. Join me. Join in following my example. And... Also note those who so walk as you have us for a pattern. So he says, God will not call you and leave you without a pattern. So Jesus is our pattern, but God will so um, place or work out the reality of his son and your leaders that you can also see them as a pattern. God will, will, as it were, infuse you. So with real and actual uh, examples of who he is. And this is what he wants to do. He says, so note those who so walk as you have us for a pattern. Now listen to what he goes on to say because this is where uh, I think that the, the 21st century church must make some adjustments. He says, for many walk, Of whom I have told you often. So I'm I'm saying things often in one way and then another way and then another way. But listen what Paul says. Paul is saying, "I've, I've told you these things often. For many walk of whom I have told you often and now tell you even weeping. So he had gone to another place. He was telling them. Now he is crying and telling them. That they are the enemies of the cross of Christ. There are those who even worship among us who are become enemies of the cross of Christ. Now, how do do I fix my mouth to say that? How are men and women enemies of the cross of Christ? When they value other things of the world equal to Jesus, they have become an enemy. You don't have to take pot shots at the cross or let's take all the symbols of religion, quote unquote, down and let's take them, let's remove them so that people will come in and feel comfortable. God doesn't want us to feel comfortable in our sins. He doesn't want us to feel comfortable in our wrong. We must be an example of what Paul is saying. We must be an example to a dying generation. There are crazy things going on in the world and they are going on on our watch. I don't know, I don't have an ambassador where I could go and talk to Vladimir, Mr. Vladimir Putin or Mr. Alexander Lukashenko. Vladimir Putin is Russia's dictator and Lukashenko is, also, is Belarus's dictator. I don't have, but I can pray. I know wrong when I see it. I don't need you to define wrong. I know wrong when I see it. You know, Vladimir Putin, he's an atheist. So this world is everything. But he says, you're not like that. You don't have to be like him. He said, well, I'm not like him. Are you not like him? I ask you a question. Because if you are valuing this world, you are like him. This is an amazing scripture. It's an amazing scripture. Listen listen what he says. There are enemies... Of the cross of Christ because the cross of Christ is a place where you and I go to die, as it were. When you take the, take the cross up, you, you, uh, on you and you walk out the cross, you, that's a, an instrument of death. What does it mean? It's an instrument of death to who you are, who you were, what you thought. So if you're in this house today and, you're, and you haven't had a real major paradigm shift, the way you have thought and the way you have formulated things, then you have more work to do. You have to go to the cross. The cross means uh, I accept the verdict of God. I accept the judgment of God. And so that old, this old generation, this whole uh, generation or age in which we have come is Is under the death nail of God. Now listen what He says to those who are enemies of the cross, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, and whose glory is their shame. Now, now, no, He's not necessarily He's talking about gluttonous people, but it could also it is real and actual. But it could also be a metaphor for, for just enjoying the world. Enjoying the world system. We think, oh, I'm not worldly. Well, just because you, you don't go to nightclubs and because you don't party. And some of you do do all that stuff and then say, well, it's all right because God told me it was okay. I've heard stuff like that. Oh, it's, no, it's, it's not wrong to have some fun. It's not wrong to have some fun, but you have to do it with people who are going to hell and they see you and they think maybe, wow, what I'm doing is not so bad. That, that guy I know is a Christian. I know that woman is a Christian because they go to church. Wow. So he's saying here that these people are worldly, not just because they go to bars. They're worldly because of the way they think. They think this world has much to offer them. And they're trying to save this world system. Now, I'm not a fatalist, so I don't go, ah, it doesn't matter. No, no, I try to do good wherever I can. God wants us to do good, but he doesn't want us to be deceived. Are you still with me? There's hope beyond the temporal. There's hope beyond all this that I see. And I have vowed that I will never argue and fight over these local lots because I have something in view. I have something greater than And you have something greater than what you see. So Paul goes on to say they, 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 um, these people who, listen, who are enemies of the cross, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, whose glory is their shame, set their mind on earthly things. Amen. Amen. I'm not telling you don't be patriotic. But my patriotism is settled. I told the first service that for some of us, You know, patriotism is one thing. For others of us, it is something different. I I liken my patriotism to an abused spouse. You know, where she loves him, but he beats her. So that's my patriotism. I love America, so I'm not anti-America. Don't you ever leave here thinking he's anti-America, I'm getting out of here. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. America is the is the bait we don't see the hook see i love america i love america in spite of yeah it's like the, the woman who, who still loves that guy he she loves that guy we recently i don't know the full story but we recently had some policemen who were who were killed at a, at a domestic squabble probably one of those situations to where he was crazy and you may say well maybe it was her no we're not going to go there today. And, you know, and, and, so, and so sometimes the, the police are trying to get the abuser off, and, and the woman strikes out at him because she loves the man who's beaten her. That's how it's been with me about earthly things. I still am patriotic in spite of. So he says they set their minds on earthly things. And then Paul gives us a, a great understanding. He says, for our citizenship is in heaven. See, I, ha- I have an American citizenship. I love my American citizenship. I don't want any other citizenship on the earth, but I have a greater citizenship and you have a greater citizenship. You have a greater obligation. Your obligation is not just here. It's there where Christ is seated on the throne of God. If you can't applaud that man. Wow. Wow. You have greater responsibility where Christ is seated. Your heavenly father is there. Your savior and redeemer and deliverer is there. Your loved ones are there. Wow. Wow. Our citizenship is in heaven from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. So Paul is enjoining or prescribing a course of action for us to follow. He's saying that that, that course of action that he is putting Jesus first, believing in that which I cannot see with my natural eyes. He says it is certain to bring us to our goal our destination and, and 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 it requires faith it requires believing god beyond what you see sometimes we we go through difficult things sometimes in this life boy you don't get what you deserve some some people say well you get what you deserve not always and i've never thought well i deserve this good treatment I love I love America, don't get me wrong, but I'm, I'm directing you to where your focus and attention must be. I'm directing you to heaven. I'm directing you to the throne of God. I am directing you to where there's a blood-stained Savior yes. on the throne of God, and he died for you. He died as you. That's what I'm saying to you. There is hope there. I cannot see him with my eyes, but I can see him through the eyes of faith. Hallelujah, somebody. So faith, the Bible says, is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. So you say, well, well, how do you know? Because my faith sees. My faith is not blind. And my faith has given me a settled confidence. And that is where my hope is. It has given me a settled confidence that every word of God is true. Every word of God is true. Every word of God is true. Listen, let me say a few things from 1 Corinthians, and then I will have to give you the rest of this message at another time. In 1 Corinthians 15, beginning in verse 12, it's talking about the the risen Christ who is our hope. So you and I have a hope that is an expectation of God that nothing can match. And we are confident that, that God has spoken the truth. And that's why we go through all the the hurt and the pain that we go through, the betrayals, all of the mean things that happen, all of the disappointments. We go through them and we go through them with joy and with zeal, with eagerness. Why? Because faith sees the unseen. Verse 12, he says, now if Christ is preached that he has been raised from the dead, how do some of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? I love this treatise by Paul. But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. Listen, this is powerful. So you and I, though we were not there, we see Christ being resurrected. Why? Because we somehow we believe the report and the, God gave us then the Holy Spirit who was there, who was a witness. And now you and I have this amazing witness within ourselves and we go walk around different than all the peoples of the earth. Why? Because Christ is risen. And our faith is based on the fact that Jesus is not in a grave somewhere. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Bless the Lord. We see. Let's don't give up that scene for this, these local lots and these local disputes. Wow. Mm. Wow. And if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty. So he says, if Christ is not risen, uh, risen, what I'm saying is rubbish. If Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty. And your faith is also empty. That means you're believing in something that's not true. And so in this world system, oftentimes, I used to be a news junkie. And oftentimes, I would watch news all the time. I hardly watch it. Not because I don't want to be informed. I do read. But I want to be informed. But this is where I want to be informed first and foremost. And and, and your salvation is hanging in the balance, as it were, because you are depending on sources outside God. I said some of us are depending on sources outside God. You and I should... Should carry in our toolbox, our Bible, the answer to the world's ills, not more of the world's solutions, which are non-solutions. Hope beyond the eternal. Don't you be disappointed because you have not gotten what is your fair share of what we are squabbling over. Don't feel bad. God may have blessed you more by keeping your vision singular. Our preaching is empty, your faith is empty. Yes, and we have found false witnesses of God because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ whom he did not raise up if in fact the dead do not rise. And so what Paul is saying, if, if, this, if Christ is not risen, then we're all liars. That's what he's saying. And he says, if the dead do not rise, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, your faith is futile or your faith is empty. It's nothing. It means absolutely nothing you are still in your sins. Then also those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. And he, he says in, in verse 19, I wish I had a little bit more time, but, but listen. In verse 19 he says, if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most pitiable. If only in this life we have an expectation of Christ. We have only in this life, if we have trust, if we have confidence only in this life, we are to be pitied. So hope, ellipsis, to expect, to trust, to confide in, We sang this stanza. All my hope is in Jesus. All my hope is in Jesus. Then another stanza we sang today. God is doing something right now. God is doing something right now. And I want you to know all over this house. God is doing something right now. Are you in lockstep with God or are you looking for something else? There's hope beyond this stuff. As I forestated, we got a dictator threatening a sovereign nation and I want to say, I want to be full-throated about it. It's wrong. I'm not afraid to say it. What if he were to send some minions after me? Let him do it because my all of my hope is in Jesus. I'm a nobody, but what if he wanted to do that? What if Luca, uh, Lukashenko, Alexander Lukashenko, who is a puppet and being mastered by a bigger puppet, they're demonic. And, and here we are, Christians, fighting over who's right and who's wrong. Whether the Democrats have the answer or the Republicans have the answer. Neither. The answer is Jesus. Jesus. God is up to something. And this is what the Holy Spirit revealed to me as I was sitting there during the worship. He revealed to me that He is working His will in in so many of us. And some of us are still fence people. We straddle the fence. Well, straddling the fence means you're neither hot nor cold. And we, we need to See God and see what God is doing. He is showing us things that we have not seen. My granddaughter, one of my granddaughters said she doesn't like for me to say things like I've been, I've been alive for a half of a century. But, but, but boy, she's going to really have a problem because I've been alive for almost three quarters of a century. And I just want you to know that what I'm saying is by the Holy Spirit. God is preparing you for the the, the hours that are just right in front of us. And some of us will dig our heels in. Like we don't want to go where God is taking us. He's preparing the church so that the knowledge of the glory of the Lord will cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. That in the midst of lies and deception, there is not just a, a small flicker, but there's a great beacon of truth. It's better than what you see with your natural eyes. God is up to something. God is doing something right now. I want to encourage you in Jesus' name. I'll come back in a minute.